Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. I am your host, hostess. I'm not sure how to say that, but I am your host. That's what we're going to stick with. <laughs> In today's episode, uh, the, today's episode is episode number 15, uh, which I'm super excited about just because um, I'm really happy that I've been keeping this going for 15 episodes. Um, yeah, so very happy with it. And I hope to do many, many more. Um, for today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, five mistakes that I made on my own fitness journey. And I wanted to talk about them and discuss them because they're really common mistakes that a lot of people make. And I'm hoping that if I discuss these mistakes and what I did wrong and why, I guess, why they were mistakes and how you can do things differently in your journey, it will help you from prevent, it will help prevent you from making the same mistakes that I did. So let's get into it. Five mistakes that I made on my own fitness journey that I really don't want you to have to repeat. Number one is for the longest time, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan. I didn't go into the gym knowing what I was going to do that day. I would just kind of wing it. I didn't have any sense or ideas of what my actual goals were. Um, I just didn't have a plan whatsoever none. And it really, when you don't have a plan, it can really hinder your journey because it doesn't give you a direction. If you don't go in with a plan and you don't know what you're doing with your workouts and you're just going to kind of wing it and you're just not really focusing on one thing or trying to push yourself in a direction whatsoever, it hinders your progress in that you're not actually really going to achieve anything with your workouts. I mean, if your goal is to just go to the gym and get sweaty and I don't know, lift some random things, but you don't really have a goal is for how much you want to lift a certain thing, uh, you know, with a certain weight, if you don't have a goal as far as aesthetics or your health goals or just a general fitness goal, and you just kind of want to do your thing and go to the gym, I, I guess you do you, but most people have somewhat of an idea as to why they want to go to the gym. Why do they want to go to the gym? Why do they want to do their workouts? Why? Uh, it could just be a health related goal. It could be a lifestyle related goal. It could be a weight loss goal. It could be an aesthetics goal, whatever it might be. You need a plan to help you work towards those goals. And especially having a training plan. There is a big difference between just going to the gym and exercising and going to the gym and training. If you're just going to the gym to exercise, you don't, I guess you don't, like I said, you don't really need a plan. You just kind of do whatever. You just do random things, but don't expect that you're going to achieve a lot. If you have a plan, a goal in mind of where you want to go, whether it's a performance related goal or not, you're going to need a training plan because training in the gym is different. That gives you a purpose. It gives you a sense of where you need or want to go. It will give you 
a drive when you're at the gym because you're focused on something. So whether your goal is weight loss, whether your goal is aesthetic space, whatever it might be, having a plan is so beneficial. It will help prevent you from getting injured because you're going to have exercises in that plan that ideally either you made yourself or you had somebody like a trainer help make for you. It will be at your level of fitness. So will help prevent injuries will help. It will be tailored to anything specific that you need or want to work on again, helping to prevent injuries as well as it will be geared towards whatever goals you have in mind. And Having a training plan, like I said, gives you that purpose. It gives you that reason to show up. It's going in with a plan. And also one big benefit and one thing that my clients will say, if you're going to the gym and you're uncomfortable at the gym, you aren't sure where to go. You're not sure how to use the equipment. You're not sure where the equipment is. You're feeling a little out of place and a little shy. Having a plan makes such a big difference because you can just look at your plan whether it's on a piece of paper, whether it's in an app, whatever it might be. And you know what you have to do that day. So you know what equipment you have to find, you know, that you know where to go and it doesn't, you know, leave you standing in the middle of the gym going, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. It gives you a plan and idea of where you need to go. So for me, when I finally started implementing a training plan of some sort, having an idea of what I was going to do when I went to the gym that day, it really helped alleviate my anxiety. It helped me set up the direction that I wanted to go. I was able to start working towards my goals and it just made the process so much more enjoyable and easier because I was getting to where I wanted to go. I had specific goals in mind and got, and the plan helped me get there. So whether you make the plan up yourself whether you have a trainer, make up your plan, a coach, make up your plan, whatever it might be, a trusted friend, it really, truly makes a huge, significant difference when it comes to your workouts and reaching your goals. So have a plan. Number two, mistake number two that I made on my fitness journey, I was not consistent. For the longest time, I was not consistent and I got nowhere with my workouts. I spent years spinning my wheels because I was not consistent. I didn't understand consistency. You guys wonder why I beat the consistency drum so hard and why it literally is brought up in some way, shape or form. I think in every single one of my podcasts or, you know, in every other piece of content that I post on social media, I talk about consistency consistency. It's because it is that important to achieving your goal. Again, regardless of what your goal is, if your goal is, you know, weight loss, if your goal is gain muscle, gain weight, lose weight, I already said, lose weight, <laughs> um, you know, aesthetic school, you want to be a bodybuilder, a power lifter, the figure skater, whatever it might be, you need to be consistent when working towards your goals. And this was a huge piece that I missed for years where I would go to the gym because I was unhappy with my fitness level or I was unhappy with what, how I looked, whatever the reason was that I decided that I was going to spontaneously go to the gym. I would go hard for like three or four weeks in a row. And I'd be like, woo, going to the gym. And I would hit the gym like five days a week and whatever. And then I would not show my face there for two months. I would feel unmotivated. I'd be tired after work. I would just, I'd have my period and feel blah. I might get the sniffles, whatever excuse in the world that I had that I'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to skip the gym today. Wouldn't show my face for another month. 
So I would have this like on off relationship with the gym and working out and exercising. I would train to do a 5k. I would run a 5k and then I wouldn't run for six months. <laughs> and then I would go to the gym and I would do my stupid little workouts that I would do back then, uh, again, with no plan back to point number one. And then I would do those for like three weeks in a row. And then I get bored of it. I'd be tired of it. I'd feel unmotivated, whatever. I wouldn't go back. And then I would wonder why I never saw any progress because I wasn't consistent. Same thing with my eating habits. I would eat really well for a couple of weeks. I'd make, you know, the meal prep and I'd have the chicken and the broccoli and the rice and all of the vegetables and fruits and stuff. And then the next week I would just like have a steady diet of KFC beer and pizza. And then I would wonder why I wasn't getting anywhere. So consistency is the hardest thing in the journey. Like really what it boils down to is consistency is the hard part. People will say, oh, working out's the hard part. Oh, you know, nutrition is the hard part. Consistency in either of those is the hard part. It really is. And it's the big piece that most people, including myself for the longest time, missed. This is a big thing that I missed for the longest time was consistency. So I'm going to beat this drum until I'm blue in the face. Consistency, 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 not perfection. That's the other thing is that was something I feel like stopped me on my journey. Just like many other people do. I felt like if I couldn't be perfect, it wasn't even worth trying. I had that mentality for the longest time. If I couldn't be perfect, then I might as well just not even try. Or if I wasn't perfect, I would be super anxious about it. And what I've learned over time is that you don't need to be perfect. You just need to continually show up. What you do most of the time matters so much more than what you do some of the time. So consistency, 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 not perfection. Biggest thing that I can really tell anyone starting their journey. Mistake number three that I made on my own fitness journey is I restricted too much. And I did this in many different ways. And this has to do with food. Okay. So for me, this was a big thing with my nutrition. When I finally figured out nutrition and that I needed to actually change my eating habits to start seeing some results, I went a little overboard a lot overboard, like a lot of people do when they start a fitness journey and they get really into it. I went overboard with my nutrition and I restricted way too much in so many different ways. I convinced myself that I could not have quote unquote cheat days. And this is something that's super common that a lot of people have is I felt like I had to be perfect and I couldn't have one meal off. I couldn't have one thing off, or I only allowed myself to have like one treat meal a week, just one a week. That's it. One fun meal every single week. The rest was boring as food. And I just restricted myself so much and it led to having a little, a problem, I would say a problem brewing. And it would have been a big problem if I didn't change my ways with food and restriction and a negative relationship with food, because I would get anxious when weekends would come up Monday to Friday. I would be so strict, unbelievably strict with my nutrition, my workouts, everything on track was perfect. 
and weekends or any time that I had a meal out, my husband would decide to order pizza on a whim or whatever, I would just throw it all out the window and I would go balls to the wall. And I wouldn't listen to full signals in my body. I would eat like overboard, not a total binge, but I am good at, this is something that I've worked on over the past few years is listening to my body's full signals because this is a bit of a weird aside. Anyways, I'm going to this aside so that it makes sense. I grew up with a big appetite, at least what I convinced myself. I convinced myself my entire life. I had a big appetite. I have four brothers and sisters. We were all farm kids. We did eat a lot of food. We did. I mean, there were seven people in our family. We all had big appetites and it's this weird thing growing up. And any woman who has been told that they have a big appetite, you might understand this. Having a big appetite as a woman, I was praised for. I was praised for how much I would eat. And don't get me wrong, to this day, if I really want to, I can shovel back a lot of food. However, though, it led to this weird notion that I always had to eat until I was unbelievably stuffed or full. And when I would have these treat meals and this kind of thing, when I was restricting food so much, I would just go balls to the wall and eat until I was unbelievably stuffed, like Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner kind of stuffed. And to me, it was the only way that I could help myself feel satisfied wasn't, was if I ate that much food. And so I kind of carried that throughout my life thinking I need to basically always feel stuffed. So when it came to these treat meals, holidays, whatever it was, because I restricted so much leading up to those points, I would just go insane and eat so much food that it was, yeah, a lot. So in having that restriction, restriction, restriction so much, it did lead to kind of this negative relationship with food. And something that I'm really working on over the past couple of years is listening to my full signals, allowing myself to have foods. So one thing that I did, because I would follow these people on social media and I followed a lot of bodybuilders on social media and the low carb craze was hitting like really hard at this time back in like 2016, 2015, where everything was like low carb. So that's essentially what I did, even though I didn't really want to do it. And I felt like it was wrong. And I, you know, men talk about how keto was stupid and all that kind of stuff. But I was like restricting the amount of carbs that I would have. I would have like oatmeal in the morning or some kind of thing in the morning. And then I wouldn't really have carbs for the rest of the day. And I, for a period of time, wasn't eating a lot of fruit because I read somewhere that I shouldn't eat fruit because of the amount of carbs that were in it. And well, that was fucking stupid. And I would make these huge lunches that were really just like chicken and vegetables and maybe a squash or a sweet potato or something like that. And again, make so much food that every single day I would have to eat until I was full, like stuffed feel like I was overstuffed because I didn't really understand what it meant to just be satisfied and full and not overstuffed every single meal. And for the longest time, I also restricted my calories way too much. I was eating like 1500 calories a day, but yet strength training pretty much five to seven days a week. And then 
wanting to gain muscle mass, but yet being in a crazy calorie deficit all the time and, you know, strength training again, five to six days a week, and then doing jujitsu in the evenings. And then wondering why I felt so tired and run to the ground because I wasn't fueling myself. I was not fueling my body properly. Yeah. I was eating a lot of protein and stuff like that, but I didn't have enough calories for that level of training that I was doing at that time. It was stupid. It was stupid. I mean, like I said, I was doing a lot of exercise. I was working out in the mornings, five to six days a week, and then training jujitsu or teaching jujitsu or whatever, at least three to four days a week in the evenings. And then wondering why I was kind of stalling out on my muscle gains, getting injured and feeling tired all the time. It's because I was restricting myself way too much. So that was a really big mistake that I made. And it was a bit of a slippery slope. And luckily I caught it before it got really bad. I started switching who I followed on Instagram and started following more reasonable people who weren't stupid or bodybuilders that restricted a lot of foods and started listening to my body more and understanding that I need fuel as a person and that I don't need to be super crazy lean all the time. And that to gain muscle mass, I actually need to eat calories. <laughs> so it was a big learning curve and it's something I'm still working on to this day. When it comes to my appetite, listening to my full cues, not going overboard and understanding that like when my body or like when my stomach is satisfied, I can tell myself that I can stop. So relationship with food and stuff like that is a complicated thing. But for the longest time, man, I just restricted way too much. And it's a very common thing that a lot of people go through. So I'm hoping that in hearing this, this can help you and you won't restrict as much like I did. Number four mistakes that I made on my fitness journey. Number four, I didn't lift weights. So we all know that I lift weights now. We all know that I've been lifting weights for a while, but for the longest time back when I was inconsistent and didn't have a plan, I didn't lift weights because I was afraid to, I was so afraid to lift weights. And I've talked about this in many other podcast episodes, but I was always afraid of lifting weights that it would turn me into a she-hulk. I would look like a man. I don't need to build muscle mass. I just need to tone. I, had this notion in my mind for the longest time that I didn't need to lift weights. So I just didn't, didn't lift weights. And I would go to the gym without my plan, uh, and inconsistent. I would like do a half hour of cardio and then I would do like some ab stuff and maybe some like body weight squats. And then I would wonder for the longest time why I would never see any changes as because I wasn't lifting weights. And when I started lifting weights and had a plan when I went to the gym and I was consistent, I noticed a world of a difference. So for the longest time, I was so scared of lifting weights and I was worried that, you know, I was going to turn some kind of she-hulk or whatever, which was ridiculous. Like, I mean, you don't build crazy amounts of muscle mass by accident. That doesn't happen by accident. That happens on purpose with a big training plan, with consistency, all these types of things and training in a very specific way to build that amount of muscle mass, which also women on average, we don't have the hormones to support that amount of muscle mass. So when we lift weights, we get strong. We do build some muscle mass, but it helps us build that toned look. And 
It does not turn us into she-hulks. So that was the one of the biggest things that I didn't understand. Not only did I not understand what lifting weights does for women's physique, like, but I didn't understand what lifting weights does for our health. I didn't understand that lifting weights helps bone density. It helps prevent arthritis because you are keeping your joints strong. It helps maintain our muscle mass as we get older. It helps everyday life for me easier. I hurt less. My I was having so many issues for the longest time where I kept throwing my back out. And I was like in my early 20s and I kept, I had like a bad back, like a 70 year old where I would throw it out and then I'd be like crippled for days. And obvious and strength training has helped so much with that. I haven't thrown my back out, knock on wood in years, <laughs> but I was, because I wasn't strong and I had muscle imbalances and all these issues and strength training has helped me so much. So not even just for physique or vanity sake, you'd need to lift weights for your health so that you can maintain your muscle mass, maintain your bone density, helps you move. Everyday life gets so much easier when you're a little bit stronger, like packing around my 30, damn near 35 pound toddler is a lot easier because I lift weights. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's heavy AF, but it just makes everyday life so much easier. So it's another drum that I'll keep beating until I'm blue in the face is lift weights and not just lift weights as in like you're lifting three or five pound weights. You're lifting heavy with intention with a plan. Like number one, you are lifting heavy weights to help continually push yourself to get stronger called a progressive overload. So big thing that I finally did overcome. And I'm so glad I did because it literally changed my life. Lift weights. Last but not least, number five out of the five mistakes that I made on my fitness journey. And just as an aside, I made more than five mistakes. These were just five that I feel like are important and that I needed to talk about. But I made a lot more than just five mistakes on my journey. Maybe I'll do six through 10 on another podcast one day of mistakes I made on my journey. But number five, I did too much. I did too much. So I went from hardly ever working out at all, inconsistent, on and off, which is not great, not good intentions when it came to my workouts, to getting obsessed with fitness, which I mean, like, nothing wrong with obsession with fitness, but I took it to a bit of an extreme there for a while. And I think it's because I had a little bit of mixed goals and I wasn't really sure which goal or which avenue I should really pursue. So I thought I would just do everything all at once. And it really, I think, impaired me for a while and led me to having injuries. I do think that doing too much is one of the reasons why I hurt my knees. And I went through all of those knee surgeries and continually hurting my knees and stuff because I was just doing too much for what my body could handle. So at one point there, I went, when it came to fitness, a little overboard. I was doing lifting workouts five to six days a week and doing jujitsu and training jujitsu and kickboxing and all these things on top of it. And it was just a lot. It was a lot. 
And I kept thinking to myself, more is better, more is better, more is better. If I want to get leaner, if I want to gain muscle mass, I just have to do more, more, more. And the problem was, is I wasn't recovering. And so when you do too much, thinking that you're going to just do more, 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 more to get to your goals faster and faster and faster, it's counterintuitive because you don't actually recover. You're not recovering properly. You're not sleeping properly. You are more likely to injure yourself because you're not recovered. You're not rested. You're not sleeping. You're probably not fueling yourself, which is also what I was doing wrong at that time. I was restricting too much. And it just led me to burning out. I was doing just too much. And a lot of people make this mistake, especially people who want to lose weight and they want to lose weight quickly is they think I should add on more. I should add on more workouts, more cardio, more running, more, 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 more. And then they feel like they're going to get to their goals faster, but they actually don't. And it leads to them getting super frustrated, which I can understand the logic behind it. I mean, I went through the same thing where I felt like if I did more and more and more and more that I would do better and better and I would get to my goals faster, but it ended up being the reverse because I just was spinning my wheels. I wasn't focusing on the right things. And instead of adding on more and more and more, what you need to do is be intentional and really focus on your intensity with what you have. And so What I mean by that is instead of working out six, seven days a week, trying to kill yourself, it's better to work out maybe three to five times a week, hit the gym hard, hit the weights hard, really focus on the intensity and then rest to recover. And that was a big thing that I was missing is had I, could I go back to that time? I would adjust what I was doing to less strength training so that I could recover better so that I could be better at jujitsu, less likely to injure myself and really make for me rest more mandatory. And like I said, it was something that of course, a lot of people go through, especially people who end up having like big fitness goals. Like I had at the time and yeah, it just kind of led me to spinning my tires and it didn't really end up going very well. So the best thing that you can do is be intentional with what you have. Don't necessarily need to keep adding more and more and more to get to where you want to go faster. It's better to be, do a little bit less or a moderate amount, be intentional, go hard, work hard, and let the journey take a little bit longer, but it's more sustainable. You're less likely to get hurt. And then if you get hurt, it just dials back your progress because you kind of have to start all over again. Instead, do a little bit more moderate, be intentional about it, And yes, it'll take a little bit longer, but you're going to do better and you're going to have results for forever. So those are my, those are my mistakes, my five mistakes that I made on my fitness journey. I hope that you found this podcast a little bit helpful and maybe learned a little bit, something, a little bit of something from it. If you have been enjoying what I'm doing on the podcast so far, I would love, love and appreciate having a, if you could take the time to write a five-star written review on iTunes, they just really help to increase visibility for the podcast more and the searchability for it so that more people can find it and I can help more awesome people just like you. 
If you haven't already, you can definitely follow me on social media. I will post the link to my Instagram in the show notes. And basically from my Instagram, you can find me pretty much anywhere else on my TikTok, on my Facebook, on my YouTube. Um, yeah, if you are curious or want to know more about my coaching and training options, you can head to my website, www.fitlikeagirl.ca. And otherwise, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope again that you enjoyed this podcast and you found it helpful. And until next time, take care, fam. Thank you.